1: Welcome to another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host again this week, Brad Taschuk. We're a skeleton crew this week. Uh, Apparently, nobody decided to inform our American counterparts that Thanksgiving was last month. Um, But they're all skipping the show because, you know, Lance still has the AIDS and Wes is watching... Kentucky, do Kentucky things, I assume, I don't know what the score is, but we we got a couple Canadians in the house for you tonight. Uh, Sean, thank you for actually showing up and doing the job.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what those guys are doing. Uh, Thanksgiving is a, a beautiful October tradition. Um, they get, they just are behind, you know, the world by behind two months. Yes, so exactly. Makes total sense in 20 um, years they'll
1: uh they'll figure it out and move it up to october
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. slowly slowly but surely they'll uh they'll get it there but yeah uh, i uh man lance lance used to get sick so bad but that was when <laughs> his kids were very very young yeah and i and I, I felt like they grew out of it and then all of a sudden he comes up and he's like yeah i've been like sick for a week but it's not covid i've got test i tested negative twice uh <laughs> I had a fever of 103 for, like, days on end. Dude has pneumonia. Who gets can't, pneumonia? Can't I don't even talk. know how you get that. Like, yeah. how? I, I don't know.
1: Isn't that one of, like, pneumonia's like the pink eye of the lungs. <laughs> so he's just, like, sniffing shit or something like that. Something. Maybe it's, I don't know. His kids are too old for that at this point. But, yeah, just, like, sniffing dirty diapers or something. I don't know.
0: Figure your shit guy. out, Lance. Yeah, it knows it out. with that guy. yeah, he, uh, he, he has some struggles sometimes with the old health. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's
1: just the, the two of us, we're going to keep it pretty brief in terms of, especially the breakdown from last week. Oh, uh, and, and I'm sure there are going to be some fights on this card that we don't have particularly strong opinions are, because it's another barn burner. Just... Uh, some
0: some great just, great stuff. Just gaining steam for that end of the year guard, you know. Yeah, that's right. Is there? There's a couple good fights coming up, right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, uh, do Bronx and Ferg got announced this week? Oh yes. Um, that's next. That's that's in a, like a month. That's the same thing. Uh, the the Figueroa Moreno fight,
1: which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, that's a, a decision that they made. Uh, Apparently, well, I don't know for sure, but people have been talking about how there could be some sort of contractual thing with ESPN that they have to have a title fight on pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. And the only time they haven't was uh, McGregor and Cowboy.
0: Yeah. so There's a little uh, (laughs) asterisk there when it comes to McGregor. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. And, yeah, Yon having his visa issues or whatever the fuck it is, that sucks because that... That was a pretty hype fight. I think everybody was pretty, pretty, uh, interested in see, seeing how that was going to turn out. And we're going to have to wait even longer. That shit better not turn into Khabib Ferguson too or something.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: It was tough enough for, uh, Sterling
1: to get the fight in the first place. We don't need to, to go through that again, but uh, I find a lot of the matchmaking over the past few weeks has actually been pretty solid. Uh, yeah. better than, than what we've seen over the past couple of months. That's for sure. But, you know, still plenty of time for fights to fall apart and yeah. to get, you know, a whole lot more Jonathan Pierces and, <laughs>
0: and Porky Porkers and I mean all of this th- stuff we're dealing you with. You think this week. cancellations are bad right now? You think about it in two weeks times, <laughs> three weeks times when uh, it's going to be a hot fire down down south. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Brace yourselves for some pretty shitty, uh, late cancellations on some upcoming cards that we're gonna be excited about. Just, just brace yourself. I wonder if they're gonna get to the point where they're just gonna have
1: to cancel an entire card.
0: I mean, this one was, uh, which one was close? Fucking, there was one recently, uh, like RDA. If, if RDA doesn't, uh, or if Felder doesn't take that fight, they were talking about canceling that card. I yeah. don't know what the hell they would have done, but. That's fair. I guess just moved a bunch of the stuff to, to yeah, just disperse it or, and yeah. and maybe make another card because I know they they have contractual obligations of how many events they have to put on ESPN and shit like that. So that's that's why we've been going every week straight. We actually have a break coming up in the new Ooh. year. We're gonna have three weeks off. Wow! Because the last card of the year is on the nineteenth of December, and then the next uh, card is January sixteenth. Interesting. That's that's going to be the longest break in probably a year or longer than that. Three weeks. Well, I remember guess COVID, when they, they a... used
1: to actually put on those really good. They weren't necessarily on New Year's, but they
0: were right around time, very close to New Year's. Just the Saturday so, before, basically.
1: Yeah, that was uh, first time I went down to Vegas. First UFC card I
0: watched live. Man, those used to be. That's when they used to, that was like the first time, I think those were the first times they were doing like double champion, like pay-per-views. Like that was, that was, that's a new concept. There wasn't that many times where they were double stacking before. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, those cards were always really good. Usually like a John Jones on there or whoever, but the McGregor fight's happening. So that'll, that'll create some, some buzz. I know everybody's, I mean, it's going to be an awesome fight. So as, as long as it stays together. Exactly. Uh, I think they'll manage to
1: uh, salvage a a decent portion of all of these good fights that they've booked lately. So, you know, hopefully the the year ends off on a a higher note than the last couple weeks have been. With that in mind, we're going to run through UFC 255 very quickly. Main events also went very quickly. Davis and Figueredo snatched up a a pretty nifty guillotine over alex perez Uh, i i thought this fight was going to go a little bit longer but man this dude is
0: he's just a dangerous dangerous flyweight yeah wherever it is he's he's looking to knock you out on the feet or grab legs and grab necks on on the ground uh that was that was an impressive impressive performance by figurato. uh I had parlayed him. I thought he was going to win, but I did not really expect it to be that easy. Um, the way he got that guillotine, you, you don't see that very often, uh, in the UFC anyway. Um, didn't really shoot it. Like he, he, it wasn't like a conventional guy just shoots in and you grab the neck. Like he, he almost like pulled him in and that was a good finish. Uh, this guy's good. Uh, it's, yeah. it's fun that we have a very, very fun, uh, flyweight champion.
1: Yep. Yeah, and you know, there's some people being like, oh, DJ was exciting. And uh, I was interested in watching DJ's fights because he was very good. But it was more about finding, like, he would find the holes in his opponent's game and exploit them and probably win a decision or maybe get a late stoppage. But It, it,
0: it was kind of what GSB turned into a little later in his career. Like, it was impressive what he was doing, but he also wasn't finishing overmatched guys either i yes. mean he was doing it impressively it's just it's nice to get finishes obviously yeah whereas Figueroa,
1: at any point in the fight there's an opportunity for that there it. might be a finish yep anyways moving down to the beginning of the card and i think we're probably going to be real quick about a bunch of these sasha palatnikov takes uh, Louis Cochise and survives the early storm, and then it turned into a sloppy, sloppy fight, and eventually he got TKO in third round. Anything on that?
0: This is like the Just Bleed peak MMA fight of the year. Like, <laughs> they were, like, it had everything. He had guy just almost, almost finished the guy just, 10 straight punches to the back of the head. Love that. Going for the finish. Gasses out doing that. Then he punches the guy in the dick when he's, when after he's gassed. (laughs) Then the other guy's grabbing the cage a million times. Uh, we had more low blows and then they were just completely standing in the pocket and swinging and landing. Uh, I mean, this is, this is what you want out of, you know, shitty MMA. And, and the dude won as a, what, plus 400 favorite or underdog, I mean? Yep. Is did any uh touts get caught speeding on that one? <laughs> I, I don't think they were laying the uh the juice on on coach cheese. That's uh that's a pretty rough performance as a, a that big of a favorite to gas yeah. that quickly. I haven't seen somebody gas that quickly in a little while. Well, obviously, some people were
1: laying it because it went from like three to five hundreds yeah. uh, the last couple days before the fight. Very true. N- next up middleweight division. Um, uh, apparently, there was a 10-6 in here somewhere, but whenever I looked at this fight, <laughs> one guy was holding another guy against the cage, pretty much. It it didn't look
0: fun. Uh, but Dukakis, you don't mess with the Dukakis. The, the big Dukakis, uh, he, he was just better, had a better gas tank. The other guy yep. just gassed and wasn't as skilled. Yep. Moving up, welterweight division, Alan Joban,
1: unanimous decision. Over the BFP special, Jared Gordon. Um, honestly, I expected Juban to look a lot better against this guy. Uh, I, I think he's
0: pretty much done. He is washed, and he just 30-27, <laughs> that guy across the board. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, he was getting hit way too much. Uh, obviously, look at his face. It was lumped up at the end, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Gooden is terrible. Yes, so no. that, that's, that's why the, the small bet was there. Uh, even though, yeah, if, if he gets, if he gets anybody decent next, uh, in, uh, Joe Ban, it, it could be, if we get a decent price, it'll be, it'll be nice.
1: Uh, I think there, there could be a few of those coming out of this card. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Dalby definitely ended up blinding Daniel Rodriguez with science because, Rodriguez did not look like the same guy that we've seen the last few fights. Even if you thought he won, just output wasn't there. Close fight. I have no opinion on the decision. I whatever.
0: Yeah, I I bet Rodriguez. Of course, I do think he won, but it was a close fight. It was a bad bet by me. Um, He he. It was like supposedly it's the fifth highest striking differential, like loss. Like a a negative striking differential in the welterweight division uh, for a guy to win or whatever. But I don't know. It was a close fight. Bad bet on me. But uh, what are you going to do? Over one and a half, maybe. Yeah, that was cash money.
1: (laughs) Uh, Shitty Shevchenko proves that having a sister who's good at MMA is a better base for MMA than being hot. Than being an an Instagram uh, model? Yeah. We'll see if... uh, well, sort of the same theme coming up this week. Uh, I'll get to it when we blow by that terrible fight. Um, yeah, I've, I've got nothing here. I was watching sort of through the window while I took the dog out and just let him in the backyard.
0: Yeah. Uh, very bad look getting soundly out grappled by the <laughs> shitty Shevchenko. Not a good look, I think. Uh, Lipsky needs to find another career, just stick to Instagram or something. Yeah. is uh, Shevchen- still terrible, uh, and we'll still get prices on against her in decent matchups, uh, just because of her name. I, I think next time we'll probably get uh, quite a good price against
1: her, because she looked so dominant here. Yes, sir. Speaking of somebody that doesn't look good, Jordan Wright. Man. Didn't look that bad. He did not look good. Uh, I I still don't think Joaquin Buckley is anything special, but in this spot, uh, I, I liked him quite a bit against Wright, and you know, semi-competitive
0: first round, and then he just
1: ate it hard.
0: Yeah, I uh, I sprinkled on Wright. He. Uh... It was competitive in the first, but it didn't look good because <laughs> he he seemed to be very uh, worried when he was getting hit, uh, <laughs> and then the inevitable happened, and Buckley, of course, landed. And what what is Wright's cornerman doing? Putting him out there after oh. that first? <laughs> like Jesus Christ, yeah. dude has like zero chance. He threw and landed as probably as good as he can in the first. Gets absolutely smashed, concussed, and we're just—he's slurred his speech. Nah, you got a shot, man. I got to put you out there to get you lit up and lights out. <laughs> Terrible. MMA baby. Terrible. Let's go. Brandon Moreno.
1: Yeah, I mean he—he—he uh, he, he looked pretty good in this fight, um, but it's just an unfortunate ending. Uh, at first, I thought that. Roy Val like broke his wrist or something just the way he was grabbing at his wrist, but uh, separated his shoulder. And it looks like this may not be the first time that's happened to him. Cause he just like casually walked over to his coach and was like, Hey coach. Said so he just it. It back in and everybody went about their business.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a competitive fight uh, up into that until that point. Um, I know Moreno had some, some submissions that looked good, but may have been gassing out his arms. We don't know. Um, it was competitive on the feet. I, I would bet that again at that same price. Uh, maybe a little bit less knowing that, uh, supposedly he's a habitual dislocato uh, dislocated shoulder guy. Um, is that, that actually that,
1: something that I, I no, kinda... like it,
0: it's come out that it, I think, I'm pretty sure it's happened to him before. Like okay. this isn't a weird thing. In, and I think we've, we've seen that before where once it happens once, then there's a, a somewhat decent chance that it will happen again at some point. So, uh, unfortunate, but Moreno's fun. It's going to be uh, a fun fight with, uh, with Fig. Uh, yeah. I, I think, he, go ahead. You know, Roy Val's a little bit long.
1: Longer, but uh, I think Fig is like, and obviously dangerous with subs as well. So
0: that should be
1: quite entertaining.
0: Yeah, the, the number is pretty wide. Uh, of course, oh, what do we have? That's recent. That one? It's it's out out. I'm pretty sure. Um, it, he uh, is a minus th- two ninety favorite, 280 290 favorite. Interesting. Yeah.
1: What day is that one? That's uh, it's on in like three 19th? weeks. <laughs> December nineteenth. Uh, no, the twelfth. Twelfth. Oh. oh, so
0: it's like. Yeah, a little over two weeks yeah. away.
1: Well, basically the same price that he was against Alex Perez.
0: Yeah, you know? I think Moreno in this matchup is a, a bit better than Perez, but we also don't know how that fight goes if it's a, it extends. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. I'll have to look into it more.
1: Yep, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Line it
0: around the same because you didn't really learn a whole lot about either guy coming out of that one. Yeah, it's just Fig has to cut back down, but... Hopefully that's a bit easier when you don't balloon up. Main card started off with a bear Jew bang, but just sadness. kind of sadness. Did you see Shogun's elbow after that fight? That was nasty. What did he did he say what that was from? Did he um, was it? It's just from being old as fuck, <laughs> being being broken, being uh. Held together with tape and fucking bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. That's uh man. I I don't want to watch this guy anymore. I don't. No, it's it's the crazy thing is I'm pretty sure he was like five one I forget what the number was. Four one and one in his last six or something, but of course who he's fighting. Yes. Um it's it's just sad at this point, so um I was I was happy to cash uh for like my only bet of the night on uh on Bear TKO, I got it like plus seven hundred, plus nine hundred. I forget what it was, but uh, very nice. I, I thought, I thought fucking Herb was just gonna. I, I mean, we know now. I think anytime they tap the stripes, they just they say it's a TKO. It's it's not a submission, but should you, be a submission. You you never know, <laughs> and I'm always worried. <laughs> and some of these books just go by what Buffer announces, so I was just a little yep. bit worried. But uh yeah, Baird U G- looked good. Uh, uh he's he's a he's a fun guy. That's he's a, a is he a top ten light heavyweight?
1: He's he's probably pretty close. Oh, I don't know what their rankings are, but uh I, I feel oh, like it's the, pretty close. The fake
0: news rankings?
1: Yeah. Did you see uh, speaking of fake news rankings, Yo. ESPN's MMA power rankings, the the Kazrat number nine. So it's not like a pound for pound thing. It's
0: about you know star power
1: and that's momentum. At one, that's, a, that's at
0: one seventy, right? No, that's a, It's you hit one eighty five. No. Oh, it's just like a just everything. Like their pound
1: for pound MMA power rankings, they had him ranked number ninth.
0: Number well, ninth. It's just... Let's slip in the old power ranking so we can't get trashed even though everybody's still just gonna fucking trash you. Yeah, I, we don't, we don't need to talk about that guy. Uh, Bear is now ranked, or he was 15th and now he's 14th, but I don't know if these have been up. To, yeah, I guess Shogun, Usually Shogun was 4-1-1 one and, and, one and, and wasn't even fucking ranked. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Or he was 15th, uh, I don't know, so. What a division. What uh, a division. Dumpster.
1: Next up, we were talking about this one a, a little bit before we went live because I'm an idiot, and this was one of the uh, the two bets that I made and talked about on the podcast last week. And then when I tweeted them out, didn't include them in my tweet because they were on one of my newer books. Because you hate just, giving out winners, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, man, Just just like Ben, I'm – just following in his wonderful Canadian footsteps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: but, uh yeah. Mooked. I, I got mooked. Um, didn't matter, though. It didn't matter because Rodriguez lost, but it's still fucking horrible. Sometimes I just overthink these things. Mostly it's because, like, I find a parley piece, and then I just start you looking You have to find something. something else. I gotta find something else, and I'm just like, yeah, I could, I could probably wrestle or just keep her down, I think. But... Uh, yeah, that was terrible. Uh, she didn't really, I mean, she went for a couple takedowns, but didn't really do much, and she got lit up on the feet, and the mook again mooked me. And, uh, that plus 200 is, or whatever it ended up being, uh, that was a very, very good bet for whoever took it. A very, very bad bet
1: was playing Mike Perry extremely early in the week, and then watching him... Just implode. So, question for you. Who do you think trained more going into their fight? Mike Perry or Paul Felder?
0: It's a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of them had been in the gym for four months. (laughs) Holy shit. So... I'll equate this to like I feel like when I play pool, there's like a a small window when you're drunk where you think that you're just very very good, and then when you're when you just have a little bit more, you're just fucking horrible. Yeah. I think that is the Mike Perry pocket. We thought he was in the pocket. Turns out he was just outside the pocket, and he is fucking <laughs> terrible. Comes in overweight, just gets absolutely lit up, and he's dabbing. Yep. missing weight by four and a half pounds and <laughs> oh my god i mean uh, yeah like i guess we should have known better i guess we were just kind of banking on means being a little more washed than he is yeah um he's a skilled fighter and if you don't spark him he's gonna be around and he's gonna make you pay um i just figured that that perry's i mean perry's got some wins and and he he seems to have a decent amount of power but he just couldn't land clean on on the dirty bird and and you just got pecked to death that was uh that was a really good performance by tim means but uh i'll still be still be look i've bet him a bunch but i still i'll still be looking for for somebody who can hit hard to to fade that guy it's tough to be confident in it for sure Uh, and
1: honestly it looks like perry has been on the mats. And grappling a little bit because yeah, he's trying to show his full MMA arsenal, yeah. But it does not like he look like he's put on any gloves and thrown strikes in forever. Yeah. And maybe people just don't want to train with him because he's an asshole. Um, but whatever, yep, terrible. Bet. Um, yep. you know, I'd it's probably fun. make it again, but not for four <laughs> units,
0: yeah. <laughs> Same three units and sprinkle the old decision. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. good stuff. Love it. Co main events, Man, there's people
1: out here talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people talking about how it was so impressive that she's willing to come out and grapple and be dominant in that area. And fuck off. That fight was terrible. They're, they were on the ground. For almost the first 20 minutes of the fight. And there wasn't a single guard pass. Nope. Whatever position they hit the ground, they either went back and lost position or just sat there for the whole round. It was terrible. Um, yeah, the only thing to say is just just get rid of it. What? Like, what
0: the fuck was Herb doing? Let's, let's stand it up. Like, I know it's going to be terrible anyway, but at least stand it up and make them, you know, fall down again. Yeah. I, I, I said it the last on, on the preview podcast. Uh, if Shevchenko can't finish as a minus 2000 uh, favorite, you cancel the division. Mm-hmm. It's over. She can, she, she can have super fights at fucking 125, but there's no division. Like, if, if, Zhang wants to come up and fight her at 125, fine. But she's gotta go up to 35, cause this is horrific, man. Yeah. Uh, just no, like, she's, she doesn't throw that much to begin with, and then, in this fight, it was even less. Like, they just fucking laid on each other for the first two rounds, like, and did not yeah. look to pass whatsoever. No half guard, like, you don't even have to go to, like, side mount, just half guard! <laughs> I couldn't even get a fucking half guard!
1: Yeah, it it's was. It's unreal, man. It was bad. Um I, The one thing I'm happy about is that she, like, tripped over her own feet while she, she was going for that takedown in the second round, and Maya landed on top, and then for some reason she was minus 350 live, and the no. decision prop was plus 120. Are you no, kidding and, me? Shevchenko was minus 350 live. Yeah. Yeah, and the decision prop was plus 120, so I, I took that.
0: And Holy shit. Yeah, then was, I was just sort of enjoying the next 15 minutes because it was inevitable at that. That point. is wild, man. Yeah. It was, it was on second screen for me. It, uh, it did not get priority on Saturday. So I, uh, I didn't have the, the live <laughs> bets up and stuff like that, but yeah, that was, uh, that was forgettable. And I mean, at least if the next fight's on DRAJ and DRAJ is going to go for it, whether it's going to work at all or not, I think she'll force Shevchenko to maybe throw. I don't know.
1: We're at the point where we know that Shevchenko is not going to make an exciting fight of her own accord.
0: No. it's not no. to be her opponent. Yeah. Like, if her pro- opponent brings it and leaves openings, she'll capitalize. Otherwise, it's going to be a schnooze fest. Yep. I think we talked about that way longer than we needed to. That's fine.
1: So we will move on to this week's card, UFC Vegas 15? 15, allegedly. Yeah, UFC Fight Night 732. Correct. Um, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis, Black Beast in the main Beast. event. Uh, but we are, as is our custom, going to start from the bottom up. And first fight on the card. Bantamweight division. We've got Nate Manass against Luke
0: the Mook Sanders. What do you got here, Sean? Ah, uh, the perfect nickname for Luke Sanders. Um, <laughs> right. This should be a fun fight. I think. Uh, I think Sanders kind of forces that in the in the way he fights. He he throws a lot. He gets hit with a lot. Um, I think he wins here, and I just think he's the better guy. I have been burned by him before, and I've just seen so many times where he just loves giving away <laughs> fights, is just doing very, very well, maybe even close to finishing, and then just throws it all away. And and I I can't keep that uh, out of my brain, so I, I'm passing on him, but uh, I, I think he, he does really well in this fight. You know, I, I
1: think that the, the rep for Sanders is a little bit overblown just because <clears throat> he had a couple fights in a row where he absolutely blew it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he was beating the shit out of Yuri Alcantara and then got knee-barred out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I was live at that one. It was kind of fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> uh, and then, same thing. He was beating the shit out of uh, Soup Can and then just got absolutely melted in the, the second round of that fight. So... Those two fights happen, and then he's just kind of been inactive since then. Like his only other career loss, other than those two, is getting heel hooked by hani Yaya in a minute and a half. So they happen back to back, and, and then he developed this rep. And I, I don't necessarily think it's it's all that deserved. Uh, I, I think that this fight plays very well for him. Um, Manass I've seen uh, a few times because. He came up through TKO, and even when he wins fights in TKO, he always lets guys come forward. He'll back himself up against the cage. If there's any sort of grappling exchanges, uh, not even like going to the ground, he'll let himself get held up against the cage. And that's all stuff that Sanders can absolutely do to him. Uh, If you let him get off first, he's going to land on you. He'll hold you up against the cage. And and I think Sanders is just going to sort of cruise to a decision here. So I like Sanders. Lance like Sanders it might just be because he's delusional from the illness <laughs> uh but we're going to come out the gates hot on this one and we're going to start it off with a Munich on Luke Sanders to begin the night <laughs> minus 140 get it <laughs> yeah minus 140 i think uh, there's a minus 138 out there i saw um that's what i got at least but yeah it's uh you, you can get a pretty decent price for I think a, a pretty big athletic gap in this one, uh, and skill wise, I, I think Sanders is better as well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm sure he'll blow it, but that's very on brand <laughs> for a Munich bet.
0: Yep.
1: Next up, Ben. Or sorry, this is a flyweight division. We have the uh, the modern day Maharaja Derji taking on Malcolm Gordon, Canadian. You know what that means?
0: What do you think? Pound for pound, 17? Yeah. Yeah, 17. You know what that also means is Sean's going to lose money betting on a Canadian because <laughs> I, I of course, I took a week off last week because there were no Canadians on the card, but mm-hmm. uh, I've been... So you got that itch? I got that itch. And uh, I mean, I, I trash Canadian fighters all the time. And for some reason, I keep just losing money on them. And uh, it might happen this week. Um. I just don't think, uh, Mederji is, is that good that he should be that big of a favorite. Uh, I know, uh, Malcolm Gordon didn't look great in, in a, a fairly, uh, one-sided fight against, uh, Halabazi last time, but he, he's beat decent guys in the, the Canadian regional circuit. Of course, Canadian regional circuit is, <laughs> is what it is. Um, uh, but he's, he's got, he's pretty well rounded. Uh, I think he can kind of make this, uh, a gritty fight and, and, and maybe catch Midergy. Um, whether it's a, a choke or, uh, a, a knockout. I know Midergy's got sub four times. That's the only way he's lost. So, uh, Malcolm Gordon could, could look to, uh, do, uh, do a little bit more grappling in this fight. So I, I got plus two what is it, plus 280 for half a unit? It's nothing big. Of course, I, I just have to do my weekly donation to the, the <laughs> Canadian MMA fund. Yes. Um,
1: again, Gordon's a, a guy I'm familiar with having come up through uh, TKO and, and all the Canadian regional circuits, uh, like the score fighting series. That's <laughs> a, a classic. Um, so I, I've seen him develop over the years and He's always supposed to be a little bit better than he ended up being, but pretty well rounded, decent grappler, uh, definitely has a, a grappling advantage here. And, and I think what could make that work is that whenever I've watched this, uh, Maderji guy, once he gets into grappling exchanges, he just sort of decides, okay, we're, we're actually going to grapple now. Um, he doesn't really try and stand up um yeah and like he'll go for submissions against his opponent even though there's not a huge chance of him hitting them so i just think if gordon can force that that grappling fight he's got a pretty big advantage there uh if it does stay on the feet i don't think he's completely outmatched um but it's very possible that he could get melted with something uh pretty quick because muderji and is faster, a little bit longer. Um, but I, I really just think he gets in there and forces the grappling. And uh, for the plus 275 I got, that was enough of a, a price for me. Uh, again, you know, they're not here to defend themselves <laughs> and they're terrible choices, but everybody's on board with this one. So, first fight, we got Munich. Second fight, we got the consensus already. So we're, we're just flying. Flying to start this card. Uh, we figured last week, you know, we lost just some bets. This week we'll make up for it real early. Consensus bet of the week, Malcolm Gordon, plus 275, plus 280 is what Sean got. Uh, I think right now there's. Now like bet online. Bet online has 270. So yeah. that's, uh, that's the consensus. Malcolm Gordon. <laughs> and we might as well just stop the show there because they're very of the shit off matter. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah, usually we don't go that big on a on a consensus, but it's uh, an interesting yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting card, and there's not a, a lot of spots we agreed on, but line's too long on that one. Featherweight division. For some reason, I thought this was uh, this was a lightweight fight. Uh, I guess that's because Pierce has fought at lightweight before. But featherweight division, we have Alvin Kamara's brother against Jonathan Pierce. The man who got destroyed by Joey fucking Lozon in uh,
0: 2019. So, Sean, what do you got? Yeah, I think this dude's cursed. Uh, his <laughs> nickname is JSP. I think that. Uh, you, yeah, you don't do that. You, that's just that's it's just a bad bad look. Um, this dude it's does curse, he does it to himself. Yeah, that makes it worse. When you anoint yourself, that's why yeah. he's, he's he's cursed for life on that one. Um, <laughs> He does throw a lot. He kind of gets in firefights and, and scrambles. I, I, I think he can make this a bit of a dirty fight. Uh, I know Kamaka obviously goes to a shit ton of decisions, but uh, if there's anybody that can can force some fun to to start the fight and make it maybe a a bit of a, a funner fight with a little more volatility, then I think that's Pierce. So. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm th- I'm throwing uh, some money on on Pierce. I took him plus three and a half at plus one hundred and sixty. Uh Kamaka does get a lot of decisions, but I think at the very least, I think uh, Pierce can can win the first round and and then hopefully uh, hopefully he finishes because I also took him by inside the distance at plus five fifty for a quarter unit and TKO at plus eight hundred for 0.25 units. Wasting money on Jonathan Pierce in twenty twenty. This guy lost to fucking Lozon. In 2019,
1: you know what I, I say that he he lost to Lozon, but Lozon's one of those guys, uh, kind of like Jimmy Miller, where even though they are old and they're washed, they're still good. Uh, they're still sc- skilled, and they're still dangerous for one round. Yeah. Uh, if they can get you in that first round, it you're not fighting the same guy that you're fighting in in two and three. Um, So I think that's sort of what happened with Pierce. And I honestly, I I don't hold that against him too much. Uh, I kind of like him in this spot as well. (laughs) Um, Kamaka almost lost to a bantamweight in his last fight. Uh, and then I, that was the one where he like faked a nut shot. And, oh. and that was the only reason that he sort of got back into it and, and won the third round. And basically what he had to do was just resort to, to take down, take down, take down, um, on a bantamweight who is willing to grapple from his back, um, rather than standing up. And that's just not going to happen in this fight. So he's going to be facing a bigger guy, a guy with more power, I think Tony Kelly's more skilled than Pierce, um, but I don't really think that's going to matter in this spot. Uh, I, I think this is just going to be a very competitive fight. And I, I took a little shot on Pierce as well. Uh, when it first came out, I got plus 325. So I'm just running with that for half a unit and, you know, keep, keep it small because there is a very good chance that he's going to blow it. But honestly, I. I don't think that uh, that Kamala's the dude. Um, next, oh god. <laughs> uh, is,
0: okay, timeout. Is is the first four fights on this card some of the mookiest shit we've seen in a while? Like, yeah. Is some... Well, you can extend that to like the first oh, six. Yeah, yeah. Like the
1: entire prelim card is just atrocious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we've got Gina Mazzani against Rachel Ostevich. And, you know, just instead of watching this fight, you can just go to Rachel Ostevich's Instagram and scroll through that for a while. I, I pulled it up on the, the big new TV, and them them fangs is bigger than my head on that TV. Like, whew. Um,
0: yeah, I, I don't know what to say on this one. Reebok. Uh, fight kit is putting in overtime uh, <laughs> on Saturday. Um, uh, if ever a... there was going to be a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Uh, Ostovich is 4-5. and five. <laughs> Combined and... their one fight over 500. <laughs> Mazzani 6-4. and four. Uh, This is terrible. Uh, Mazzani is very, very bad. So is Ostovich. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a close fight. Um, I, I, I like, uh, Ostevich to, to win just a little bit more. Um, Mazzani's just a mook. I, I know Ostovich is terrible, but, uh, I had to sprinkle. I, my betting card is just, a, this is going to be awesome, uh, <laughs> after this prelim card. Uh, I got Ostovich for half the unit at plus 125. I just think it's going to be a close shitty fight and uh i'll take a little bit of less money on that what's ostovich like round one sub is is that a thing is that a thing that she does
1: oh it's a thing that seems like it could happen against gina mazzani
0: round one sub plus 12 nerd that's not interesting interesting Uh, terrible but (laughs) uh i
1: I might be compelled to throw like 25 bucks on that just to see what happens uh but yeah this is this is bad uh but this is the one i was talking about where kind of the same sort of path as uh lipsky and and shitty shevchenko where what's the better base for women's mma having a husband that fought in mma or being hot Last time it was the sister, but I think that's different. It's a different dynamic. This time Mm. it's the husband. I don't think that's as much of an advantage. So, yeah, Osevich, man, this, yeah, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Bantamweight division, we've got Martin, one sweet day against, (laughs) holy shit, they kicked Anderson Silva out of the UFC, but they've got his love child with Junior Dos Santos?
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a deadly combination right there. Huh, interesting. He's 35 uh, years old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anderson Dos Santos and Martin Day.
0: Weights, take it away. We got a guy that is 0-3 in the UFC taking a guy that is 0-2. And it is going to be a barn burner. Um... I, I honestly don't have much on this on this fight I didn't look into it hard at all these are these are both very mooky fighters um day throws more like over double or almost exactly double what uh dos Santos throws so volume I guess wins but there's no chance in hell I would ever put money on this
1: would I, you
0: I, I I will and oh, I there have, go. um I'm always
1: skeptical of those stats because like day should throw more strikes than dos Santos because he's a striker uh, whereas dos Santos likes to you know get fights to the ground and submit people which is something that he could very well do in this fight uh, Day is another one of those guys that once you're able to to get past his length and, pretty much everyone can get past his length because he doesn't use it very well. Uh, he gets into these grappling exchanges and then just decides that he's going to keep grappling, even when he could get out of them. Um, saw it a little bit against Davy Grant, saw it in, what was his fight before then? Uh, against Ping Pong. Um, oh, Ping Pong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did that a few times. Um, saw it when he was on Contenders series. And the other thing is, man, he is just very, very hittable. I think he's been rocked in every fight that I've seen him in. Uh, Doesn't seem to to have a great chin or take a great punch. And Dos Santos is the exact opposite. Uh, He will get hit with everything, but none of it really seems to phase him. he will just keep throwing, keep pushing forward, keep going for takedowns. Even in the third round, I like, Andre, you will beat the shit out of him for 10 minutes. And then in the third round, he he took him down. He controlled him for most of the round, passed guard, got mount, uh, won that round very, very clearly. So uh, I just think that uh, he's going to be a little bit more tenacious in this one. He's going to be coming forward. He's going to be landing the bigger shots, and there's definitely some potential that he could get a stoppage in this one. So I took Anderson Dos Santos, just a unit at plus 140, but uh, I think there's a lot of potential here for, for him to get either get a stoppage or just win a come-forward, maybe get some takedowns type of decision. So that is another bet for me who has way too many bets on this card. Nothing on this next fight, though. Shockingly, I'll take Ashley Evans-Smith, Dougie's boy, or uh, Dougie's girl, sorry. Um, <laughs> slip, slip of the tongue there. Uh, against... I I don't know who Norma Dumont is. I've literally, has she fought in the UFC before? Yes, she has. No clue. Uh,
0: yeah, she fought once. She fought, uh, Megan Anderson at 145 pounds and everybody knew that she was going to get murdered. Was Um, that a main event? Seems like it would have been a main event. (laughs) It was co-main. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't, but it seems like something that would happen. Uh, (laughs) So I, I like that. I took fight goes to a uh, decision. I uh, put it in a parlay. I forget what it was, but uh, it was like minus two sixty or something. Um, it is a bit concerning. Uh, so Dumont is usually a 45 er she's not a real 45, but that's where she's fought. Uh, she's coming down in weight. Evan Smith is going up after being at flyweight for two fights. She has fought at 35 before, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, I just think it's going to be a fairly boring fight. Uh Evan Smith has okay takedown defense, Uh so hopefully she can stuff some takedowns, and this gets uh gassy on the feet and just glides to a decision.
1: Yeah, I, a quick look at uh, Tapology, <clears throat> and she was at 135 for three of her four fights prior to coming to the UFC. Oh, so.
0: okay. yeah, and then they just fed her to fucking Megan Anderson because, you know, there's so many 45ers out there.
1: Correct, correct.
0: Um,
1: I, I can't tell, but it looks like from her topology picture that you know she might be decent looking as well. Uh, sure. I have no thoughts on this fight. Uh, Perfect. Don't care at all. Uh, prelim headliner, though. Great. Just yeah. Great, great. Banger. Uh, banger. Moving up to the main card, this one should be a banger. Uh, even though it's got an absolutely unabashed asshole of an anti-Semite in it. <laughs> um, we've got Bill Algeo taking on
0: Spike Carlisle. Yeah, uh, Spike Carlisle is a tool bag. Um, yes. yes. He also has a crazy high gas tank uh because that fight with Billy Quarantillo was pretty crazy. Um, he actually impressed me in that fight. I thought Quarantillo would have uh a pretty easy well not an easy but I, I think he's just a lot better but Carlisle was was pretty damn good. Algeo looked all right uh against Lamas. Um I do worry about his takedown defense. It seems like uh anybody can kind of take him down and uh as we've seen with uh Carlisle's fight uh, against Quarantillo he can uh, he, he likes to go for takedowns so uh I I'm just staying away I'll, I'll pick spike Carlisle to get a, a decision uh, using his wrestling but uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if Altio, uh gets a gets a win just because uh, I do think he is pretty good but that takedown defense kind of sucks
1: yeah I, I don't think his takedown defense is horrible uh, I mean three of the I think uh, lamas, lamas took him down five times uh, three of them were in the third round of a fight that he took on five yeah, days I'm notice short
0: notice that's um, hard. And he
1: defended pretty well earlier than that in the, in the fight. And I I get what you're saying about spike. Um, You know, he did definitely show me more than I expected in the the fight with Billy, but I think all of his takedowns and pretty much all of his success in that fight was due to the fact that he's a, a pretty strong dude and Billy as Good as, like, we like Billy on the pod. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got good cardio. He's got good skills. He is not a physically imposing fighter. Uh, They looked a couple weight classes (laughs) apart when they were fighting. Yes. And he also couldn't make 145 for that fight. Um, That was uh, out of catch weight. So I think that a lot of his success in that fight came to him, came to him just being able to uh, overpower Billy. You know, a lot of the clinch exchanges, stuff like that. But then you look at LGO against Lamas and there were times where Lamas absolutely couldn't do anything to him in the clinch. Um, he would land elbows, he would land knees, um, he'd stuff all the takedowns, he'd be able to reverse them. Uh, I know he's kind of a, a taller guy and, and not super jacked like like Spike is, um, but former wrestler, he seems to know how to use his leverage pretty well. So I think this could be a a spike runs across the cage, tries to go nuts in the clinch, getting takedowns and, you know, throwing elbows to the back of the head, like he uh, loves to do. And and when he, after he does that, I'm I'm really not sure what's left in his game. Uh, His striking doesn't look impressive. Uh, Obviously he's got a lot of first round finishes, but they're more, again, power finishes rather than any sort of technique. And, you know, he, that fight was at a high pace, but it was at a high pace in terms of him getting out of positions. Uh, and then once he got on top of Billy, he just sort of lay there. He, he wasn't doing a lot in round two and he did nothing in round three in that fight. So uh, I went back and I actually watched uh, Lamas and Algeo and again because. Tape study. Yeah, doing that tape study. Um, first of all, it was a pretty awesome fight as well. Yeah. Uh, So I didn't mind going back and watching that one, but I remembered him gassing a lot worse in the third round than he actually did. Uh, He got the shit beat out of him in the third round, but he he never really stopped getting up. Lamas had to, like I said, get three takedowns in that round. So I don't think that he's just going to be there for, for Spike to overpower and on the feet, he throws a lot to the body. I I don't think Spike's going to like that. I think it's going to sap his gas tank a little bit. So uh, I've got uh, I've got Billy, uh, second Billy in a row that's going to take a decision uh, against Spike. Uh, although, if you are in the business of betting Spike, don't worry about betting the inside the distance at plus one ten. Um, what Sean said earlier, the the decision prop that's plus four hundred in this fight. And LGO has never been knocked out. Uh, he's been subbed a couple times in his career. But he took some shit from Llamas on five days' notice. If Llamas can't get you out of there, I don't think Spike Carlisle's getting you out of there. So if you want to take a shot on a prop, uh, Spike Carlisle by decision, plus 400 is not... I don't know.
0: Did I freeze or did he...
1: A bad look at all. So taking on the Caramel Macchiato Smooth... (laughs) Miguel Baeza.
0: Sean. Uh, I like Baeza here. I I think he's pretty damn good, and he has some pretty nice power. Um, I thought I thought you were gonna say abs. Oh well, I mean, obviously he has those as well. I mean, he's a he's a pretty bricked up dude. Um, he uh, he, I know there is a little bit of concern. He he does get hit a decent amount. Uh, I know Brown was kind of hitting him a little bit early until he was able to just kinda of take over and just demolish him. Um I don't think Takashi Soto is, is that good. Um he he obviously crushed a, a way out of his league. I'm uh, <laughs> pretty sure lightweight on a couple hours notice last time out. Um I think Baeza is he might he might be getting close to like you know, a decent prospect. Um I, I think he he does work here and and ends up knocking out uh, Sato, so I I put him in a parlay with the Evans Smith and Dumont goes decision, so I got plus one nineteen uh, for a unit on that. I'm surprised by the line movement though. I I bet it very. I got carried bad on that one.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing <clears throat> just looking at it now, because um, there's a couple places out there that you can get. Like dimes has uh, byeza minus 150, he's minus 160 pretty much everywhere else. Um, oh, sorry, bet online's minus 150 as well. That surprises me because if Sato doesn't get him out of there in the first round with something big, uh, I he gasses, and once he gasses, he does not know how to grapple in the first place, but he gets even worse at it once he's tired. Um, so even if Baeza feels like he's in trouble after the first round, he could always just take this down. And <laughs> I think he could probably sub Sato. Um, but I think this is going to be sort of a, a feel-out first couple minutes, uh, and then they're going to start to land some stuff. Uh, I, I think you're going to see Sato start to slow down, and I, I expect to see Baeza finish him in the second round in this one. Uh, I might look at that prop just because... I have a a pretty good feeling that once Sato gasses, he's not going to be able to make it through an entire round. Um, but the the money line is cheap enough that I might not even have to worry about any of that. And if it keeps dropping down, uh, I mean, I'm willing to play it straight at minus one fifty as it is right now. Uh, if it keeps going lower than that, uh, I might have to add a little bit more. So. Baeza is the pick here and he's going to be a bet. It's just a matter of what exactly I will be betting. And now, the greatest third from the top fight in UFC history, we have Josh Le against everybody's favorite six foot 265 pound man. Porky Porker coming out of Hartford, Connecticut. Maybe he should just take the the drive on down to Danbury, and get in Glover's garage.
0: He'll whip him into shape real quick. Glover closed the door on him. He is not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why is this third from the top? Uh, I, this should I guess. be like
1: this should be the opening prelim.
0: Yeah, or the second play of the
1: night. What, this what is on the same level as Ostevich and Mizani. Um, but I guess like uh Porter has slightly bigger tits than Ostevich, so maybe that's why this got the the main card status.
0: Those titties. Uh, <laughs> that's a throwback. Uh um yeah, I I don't know why am I supposed to care about this fight. Uh this guy got the uh, Porter got smashed by the the thick cock. Yeah. The thick Ducacus. Thick Ducacus. Uh, that's that's not great. Uh and then this Parisian guy got a knockout on the uh contender series even though he's just beat up on absolute terrible guys on the regional scene. Uh this is a terrible heavyweight fight and uh I hope it ends quick. Of course that's uh we're gonna wait on to see if Brad has uh, anything on that, but uh, I hope it ends quick because I don't care. I also don't care.
1: Oh, so we, we don't
0: care. That's good. No, fatties, no, no, nothing.
1: But a good way to make yourself care oh. in these fights that you don't care about is just just toss a little fatties on there because then you are either happy after seven and a half minutes because you won a bet or you're happy after seven and a half minutes or less because the fight's over and Parisian. He's, he's bad guys. Um, I, I, I got a new TV, so I've just been playing around with it. I've got fight pass on there. I accidentally went back and watched his fight prior to the contender series fight. Uh oh, um, oh. so he fought this guy named Balding Marcus Malding. <laughs> um, this man had an eight and 10 record coming into the fight. He weighed in at like 220 pounds or something like that. Perfect. Um, so he's, he's a light heavyweight and Parisian's a 265er. This guy comes out and just picks Parisian up over his head and slams him, uh, dominates him on the ground for a minute or two. They get up into the clinch and Parisian just like gives him the knee to the nuts from hell. Uh, And after that, he's able to like knocked him over position. Uh, But Parisian until he gets on top of somebody, is terrible, uh, and I have a feeling that he's gonna try and leg kick the Porker. And have you seen those legs? Even if you try and calf kick that dude, man, it's it's not gonna go well for you. Um, so he's just gonna be leg kicking, and Porker's gonna be standing there, and they're gonna do that for a round. Then they might get into the clinch a little bit, and. Not do much for another couple minutes, but this one's going some distance. And, man, I would much rather be on the over one and a half here, even with a dude that has a bunch of round one stoppages against a dude who just got stopped in round (laughs) one, than lay minus 200 on Parisian here. Because the Frenchman from the Midwest is no good, you see. Perfect. Co-main event, light heavyweight division. There's two guys that kind of belong in the UFC. No, they, yeah. they do belong in the UFC. Yeah. Anthony Smith, former title contender, taking on Devin Clark. What do you got here?
0: Man, it's been a, a rough 2020 for all of us, but especially uh, Anthony Smith. <laughs> uh, he got fucking covered. Uh He got he absolutely... Ever. Oh, that was, oh that was bad. Uh, and then he just gets laid on for three rounds in a main event, and everybody's just like, "Why do we want to see Anthony Smith fight ever again?" Because he seems to not give a fuck. Um, Devin Clark, he takes people down. Uh, I, I know Anthony Smith has a good guard, so this. This might get boring. Uh, I think Clark is going to get some takedowns. Uh, I don't know if he's going to do anything with them because Anthony Smith has a good guard, but, um, I just don't know what to think in this fight. Uh, I've never been an Anthony Smith fan. Uh, I think I've faded him every one of his fights. Um, and I, Clark, you know, he, he did what he had to do against Metafield, right? Uh, he, he, as an underdog weathered the storm and, and took over and, and got a finish. So uh, I'll pick Clark just because I think he's the, the fresher fighter. Uh, I just don't know what Anthony Smith has left in the tank. And I just never thought he was as good as his results uh, showed in the past. Yeah. Anthony Smith getting a title shot is still one of the most
1: baffling things that I've ever seen in my life. Light anyway, um, baby. <laughs> yeah, but then you kind of look back through his record, and aside from the Gus win, which is still kind of shocking and shows how washed Gus is at this point, uh, and I guess the Ozdemir win. Um, but Ozdemir, uh, another he's guy awesome. that got a title shot that never really deserved it and wasn't as good as everyone thought, he's you know, people talk about how, how Jones beat a bunch of old guys. Anthony Smith beat the same old guys, like, seven years after John Jones beat them. And that was most of what he used to get to his title shot.
0: Um, Gotta do it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it kind of makes sense how he got there. And now, for his last few fights, <clears throat> he's faced another old guy who beat the shit out of him uh, and then got absolutely just laid on by Alexander Rakic. And I I just don't think there's, there's much there with Smith. I, I kind of think he's the guy that I always thought he was. Um, So yeah, I I can definitely see Devin Clark getting some takedowns, holding him up against the cage and grinding this out one out, making it ugly. I don't have a bet here. If I do, and if the line creeps up on Clark, maybe I'll end up with something on him, but I feel like I've already got enough on this card, so I might just lay off of this one. Finally, main event, some big boys again. These guys actually belong on a main card and belong in a main event. Um, Maybe title shot on the line here.
0: We got Curtis Blades. Not really, because nobody ever fights for fucking titles at heavyweight. I mean, Hagano won the number one contendership fucking six months ago, and he hasn't fought since. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna fight for the title in 2022. That's what you get if you win this fight. Yeah, this
1: this division would be better off without Stipe. That's yes. that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Curtis Blades against the Black Beast. Uh you know why I think I've got a theory why Lance missed the podcast. Oh shit. Because we know we know what his rule is. He makes his rule very clear about Derek Lewis fights. Is he top five? Is is he top five? And Curtis Blades is top five, and yet Lance wants to bet on Derek Lewis in this fight. I don't know if he has, I don't know if he has, but he's just, uh, he's disappeared from the podcast because he didn't want all of you listeners to know what a hypocrite he is.
0: So he's just hiding like a coward. Sad, sad day. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if it was after... I don't know if the fight was announced or what the hell we were doing. We talked about this and he was talking about the, we always talk about the top five rule. And then after this, he's when the fight was announced, he's, he says he's breaking it. It's, no, it's not happening, man. Uh The last time that Lewis faced a wrestler of this caliber, we know what happened. Uh Dan Cormier just absolutely <laughs> ran him over uh in two rounds. Uh That's what I expect to happen here. Uh, I know some people are worried about the Volkov fight because he kind of gas late and stuff like that. I just think Volkov's pretty good, uh, when he's on the ground. Uh, he doesn't get smashed. He, he has a very good gas tank. I think Blades is gonna smash here. Um Derek Lewis, he, he can do those getups where it's just all strength, no technique a couple times. Blades is gonna just take his ass down again, and then he's gonna gas, and then he's gonna give up not really saying anything surprising uh Blades is what a minus 370 favorite now. Eh, minus 300 if you you got bet online that's uh that's still a decent bet. Uh lucky enough I bet the opener or f- right around the open at bet online 3 months ago. Good old <laughs> August 20th. I just looked it up. Yeah. Uh Blades was minus 210 at the opener. So I uh I laid that to win three units, uh, I, I think he's gonna smash here. Of course, we could get Lewis, uh, it, it does happen, but, uh, I just think Blades is, is extremely good and this matchup, uh, is, is a bad one for Lewis. I, uh, I also took, uh, uh, Blades inside the distance at minus 125. I think that's a, a solid bet considering what the money line number on him is. Uh, I don't know if lewis can go five rounds in a actually in a fight where things happen i know he's went you know to the fourth round uh in the abdurakimov <laughs> fight and the mark hunt fight this is going to be a lot more active. He's going to gas. Either either he's going to win, which I don't think is going to happen. He gets a knockout early. Or he's going to get wrestled to death and uh, and gas. So uh, I, I like Curtis. Really. It's not really a surprise. Uh, I think he does work and, and probably gets a, a second or a third round finish.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any third round Derek Lewis <laughs> coming out in this fight. Um, if he gets this win, it's going to be first round, or very early in the second round. Because aside from those two possibilities, he is going to be on his back. And he's able to stand up against dudes like Alexei Olenek that he can overpower. (laughs) He he might be able to stand up once against Blades, uh, but that is just about it. Uh, You know, people talk about Blades gassing in the the Volkov fight. He got, what, like 15 takedowns in that fight? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, he's a 265-pound man who got 15 takedowns in a fight. Uh, I'm not shocked that he gassed a little bit in that one. Uh, Latifi
0: just held down Lewis for nine minutes of a 15-minute fight. Not that long ago there you go uh,
1: <laughs> yeah like <clears throat> I, I don't think this is this is competitive obviously with Lewis's power there's a chance um, but work. but blades has also proven very very durable in his career too um, you know he got knocked out by Nganu in their rematch but in the first fight he was getting smoked by Nganu and he was walking through it, and Ngannou was the one starting to gas in that one, and he was starting to get takedowns, and uh, they stopped it because of a cut. It was a cut, (laughs) Um, but it actually was. It it wasn't a tiki cut. Uh, So yeah, I just think lots of takedowns for Blades. Dominance, I I think it's going to take a little while for him to actually get Lewis out of there, because... Unless you're able to choke him, and I don't think that Blades has a great submission game, you're not going to get Lewis out of there super quickly. But it's just going to be a lot of top control, a lot of ground and pound, and then by the the third or fourth round, you're going to see that Lewis just doesn't have anything left, and Blades pounds him out. So it's a
0: mercy, mercy finish.
1: Yeah, I I don't mind the the over one and a half here as like a, a parlay piece. Um, obviously if Lewis wins, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah, there's, uh, there's not a lot here for me. Maybe that blades inside the distance, but we've seen them not get stoppages before. So it wouldn't shock me if that didn't happen in this one. Uh, I, I think one of the weirder lines that I saw, I'm not sure if you have bet online up, but earlier today blades was still minus three seventy money line. Uh, so obviously that's dropped down to a, a much nicer price. Yeah. But it was minus 370 money line, minus 5.5 was minus 350. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. kind of tells you how this one's
0: gonna go if it's plays wins. KO or bust, because there's no fucking way that anything else is gonna happen. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Oh, fuck. oh and we got there you go. We're giving the, away the soccer week, winners. Weekly soccer pick of the week. Steve. We're we're expanding. There you Appreciate go. you,
0: Steve. You betcha. Um, we all do.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we we cut a few minutes off of this week's show. Just just over an hour ten instead of our normal almost two hours. But uh,
0: any parting thoughts for the folks, Sean? Uh, enjoy the Thanksgiving for all our the fake news Thanksgiving that's happening tomorrow in, in right. America Land. Uh hopefully shit doesn't get too rough down there because of that. Um next week next week's card's got some some action fights on it. Uh not the biggest names, but uh it'll be fun. I Already got some bets on it, so uh I think Lance I mean we gave him like He'll, he'll have two weeks off. If you can't bounce back in two weeks. It's, you're kinda, you gotta hand in your man card Put him that, on the so. respirator already. Jeez. Yeah. He's gonna show up with the air, the air tank and the fucking mask next, <laughs> next week. Uh, but yeah, Wes will be back too. He's, uh, it's, it's, it's basketball season. <laughs> <laughs> that, that has to be it, right? I, I, think so. I, I think they won by like 40
1: points. Uh, Not enough. Did they cover? That's the better question. Yeah. Yeah. It was only like 23 and a half or oh. something like that. So it's a relief. Wesley made some money tonight. That's for sure. There we go. Um, yeah. I, other than the fights that, uh, that the boys have already talked to me about on next week's card. Uh, I, I don't really know what's going on aside from the heavyweight clash of Titans. <laughs> Johnny Volanti taking on t-shirt in the pool Jake Collier. Amazing. Can't wait for that one. Amazing. <laughs> Man, Brad. I think we need to get I think we need to get uh, Porky Porker in that t-shirt in the pool division
0: with Roque yeah. Martinez and Collier. Oh. That's, That's an elite dream, elite company right there. <laughs> uh Brad, one last thing. What what do you think is gonna happen in the uh, Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight? Are they? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be horrible, or are they just like? Are they gonna stop it early, or do you think it's actually gonna be okay? That's that's it, the scale. It's
1: absolutely going to be horrible. Yeah, there. I don't think there's a a question. Um, I think that what's it supposed to be? Eight two minute rounds. Yeah, I, I think you might get. Three rounds in, before one of these guys, probably Tyson, just
0: doesn't get off the stool. Just gives up. Yeah. He's gassed and he gives up. That's what yeah. you're. You're not expecting the uh, the California Athletic Commission to to stop it before he gets good. You expect it to somebody's somebody's gonna say no mas.
1: Yeah, I I think these guys are are especially Tyson more so than Jones because at least Jones has some other businesses going on. Uh, I, I think Tyson's there for a check, and as much as it looks like he's got the shit growing out of his side from Total Recall, um, I I don't necessarily think that's going to help him. Even though in the movie gave him like superpowers and shit, um, he could see the future. But, but then
0: the next the next question becomes: Will we see Anderson Silva versus Roy Jones Jr. in twenty twenty one? Yes.
1: <laughs> it, oh. hey, why do you think all these promotions aren't signing him
0: he's There's not even our, asking he's not even asking he
1: knows what he wants they've already got a contract on the books both these guys are gonna get like five million dollars for just uh and i think sparring match I, I think that one could actually be slightly entertaining um, yeah i, 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 I would, would have all it. the way gone
0: Yeah, I would hope if if that does get matched up, there'd be a a little bit less stipulations that the old Athletic Commission puts on. Whether those matter or not, uh, I guess we'll see on Saturday. Absolutely.
1: Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We will be back with you next week for maybe Jack Hermanson and Kevin Holland.